0: Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: Now for our story. The office of Dr. Larrabee, the resident psychiatrist of the new Huntsville Sanitarium, was gracefully furnished. The windows draped in cool green looked into a lovely garden. There were low modern easy chairs upholstered in a rich coral. Kit had been brought to the hospital a previous day. Her uncle, David Bowman had gone to Miami to bring his niece home. The trip had been much less difficult than David had feared. Now it is the following afternoon. Dr. Larrabee is in his office. There is a knock at the door and Kit is brought in by a pleasant-faced woman in a white uniform. Kit looks more rested than she has at any time since her illness began. Her hair is dressed becomingly and she is wearing a light gray wool dress. Dr. Larrabee nods to the nurse who disappears silently. Then... How do you do, Miss Calvert? Sit down, please. Here, I think you'll find
2: this chair comfortable.
0: Thank you. You're Dr. Larrabee, aren't you? Yes. My uncle told me about you.
2: I hope he had something good to say about me.
0: Oh, yes. He seems to think you're quite a person.
2: Oh, I'm glad to hear it.
0: I hope you don't mind if I smoke.
2: No, not at all. Uh, Let me give you a light.
0: Thank you. I thought I had some matches in my bag. But it's most peculiar. They've disappeared since I arrived here. My lighter is gone, too.
2: I hope you haven't been inconvenienced, Miss Calvert. You see, it's just a matter of routine.
0: In other words, there's always the chance one of your patients might decide to make a little bonfire in the middle of his room.
2: (laughs) We've found it wise to take precautionary measures.
0: Well, you needn't be worried about me, Dr. Larrabee. I'm sure I haven't a trace of the arsonist in me. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm not given to throwing knives, either. In fact, I'm quite a peaceable character.
2: Well, I'm sure you are.
0: As a matter of fact, it's perfectly ridiculous that I'm here at all. My uncle tricked me. He bundled me on the train in Miami without my knowing anything about it. I didn't know where I was until the sedative they gave me wore off. And, of course, then it was too late.
2: Well, I hope you'll find it quite pleasant here with us, Miss Calvert. We try to make people comfortable. Is your room satisfactory?
0: Oh, very lovely. Of course, I could wish for a room without bars on the windows. Even if they're disguised as Italian grillwork.
2: You're a very observant young woman.
0: Thank you. And I'm also perfectly sane. That's why I resent Uncle David's bringing me here to you. I'm no more off base than you are, Dr. Larrabee.
2: Probably not, Miss Calvert. But of course, none of us can say he's absolutely normal. Exactly. Although, haven't you been disturbed lately? We only want to help you get back on your feet, through rest and quiet. Rest and quiet?
0: Yes, perhaps I do need that. Heaven knows I haven't had much in recent months. But you're a psychiatrist. At least so I understand. Yes, that's right. Then apparently you think you'll delve around in my mind and come up with something fancy in the way of a a neurosis or a complex or what have you.
2: (laughs) You have a very colorful way of expressing yourself, Miss Calvert. It's quite refreshing.
0: Don't try and get me off the track. You and Uncle David apparently discussed me. Case number 655. Miss C is a slender young woman of good background... During our first interview, she showed herself to be defiant, disrespectful, and non-cooperative.
2: Oh, but I, I shouldn't say that at all. I found you very cooperative, so far.
0: You don't say. Even though I've told you as clearly as I know how to that I don't belong here in this pretty little hospital of yours with the bars on the windows. And furthermore, I don't intend to remain here. That is, unless you're planning to use force.
2: Of course not. There's no reason why you should stay if you're quite well. As soon as your uncle, Mr. Bowman, wishes you to leave, then Suppose we will... Suppose
0: I don't wait for his permission. I'm tired of being dominated. First, it was my father. Dad always telling me what to do, getting his own way. And now... Uh,
2: your father is Ben Calvert, is he not?
0: Yes. Mr. Ben Calvert, the people of choice.
2: I don't believe I've met him.
0: You're so lucky.
2: Perhaps I misunderstand. Have you and your father disagreed?
0: (laughs) That's such a nice way of putting it. You psychiatrists just love to understate things, don't you?
2: Well, Miss Coward, I... I know very little about you or about your father either. You see, I haven't been here in Huntsville for some years. I took my degree in the East, and I was in the service during the war just after getting my degree. So, uh... Although I grew up near here, I rather lost track of things. I do seem to remember, however, that your father was quite respected in Wakefield.
0: I wouldn't say he was respected, Dr. Larrabee. Feared would be a better word. Feared? Yes. And with plenty of reason, too. He's a cruel man, a selfish man.
2: Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Matter of fact, I wondered if we mightn't ask Mr. Calvert to come over here to see you.
0: Dad, here? No. No, I don't want to see him. I won't see him. If you bring him here, I'll... I'll hide. I'm
2: sorry, Miss Calvert. Naturally, if you'd prefer not to see your father...
0: Everything that's ever happened to me is Dad's fault. Even when I was a child. It was always what Dad wanted, never what I wanted. He even sent me away.
2: Sent you away? You mean you didn't live at home when you were a child?
0: No. No, I was away at school. That's one of the reasons I didn't have any friends. Because he kept changing schools. I'd just get acquainted and then... Then he'd move me somewhere else.
2: Well, that must have been hard on you. And, uh, what about your mother? Did you miss her while you were away?
0: My mother? My mother was dead. That was Dad's fault, too. It was all his fault. Everything. It's his fault I'm here and I won't stay. I won't.
1: <laughs> Unobtrusively, Dr. Larrabee pressed a buzzer on his desk. A moment later, the nurse entered. She went over to the sobbing girl, put her strong arms around Kit's shoulders and led her away. Kit made no effort to resist. Dr. Larrabee leaned back in his chair. He was staring thoughtfully out the window when his secretary announced that David Bowman was here to see him.
2: Good afternoon, Dr. Larrabee. Ah, Mr. Bowman, I'm glad to see you. Uh, sit down, won't you? Thank you. I had a number of things to take care of at the bank this morning, or I will come sooner. I'm quite anxious about my niece. Have you interviewed her yet? Yes, just a few minutes ago. The nurse just took her back to her room. Uh, how is she? Did she look rested? I hope the trip wasn't too much for her. No, I'm sure it wasn't. She, she seemed to be feeling quite well. A little pale, perhaps. She's an attractive girl, isn't she? Yes, she is. She looks very much like her mother, my sister. I see. Uh, How old was Miss Calvert when her mother died? Oh, she must have been about seven. Why, Doctor? Well, in the next few days, we'll give her a series of tests. After that, we'll... Tests? You mean intelligence tests? Oh, no. I'm sure Miss Calvert's IQ is far above average. She's obviously quite an intelligent young woman. No, the the test I have in mind is designed to reveal important facts concerning the personality of the patient. Oh, I see. (laughs) To the layman, this whole subject is confusing, even mysterious, and a little frightening, too. (laughs) There's no need to be frightened of psychiatry, Mr. Bowman. I may say with modesty that it's acquired a great deal of respect in recent years as a method of therapy, especially since the war. Oh, I don't doubt it. And as to Miss Calvert, you can rest assured we'll do our very best for her. There's no reason for you to be d- discouraged yet. None at all. Once we can be sure there's no evidence of a psychosis... Well, sure, you don't think there is. I-, I thought that meant... Well, it was very serious. Oh, not necessarily. In any event, Mr. Bowman, we'll be able to tell you more in a day or two. Meanwhile, the, well, the main thing Miss Calvert needs is rest. Rest and freedom from strain of any kind. At this time, an emotional disturbance might have very harmful effects. Fortunately, there's no danger of that.
1: But Dr. Larrabee is wrong. There is indeed the danger of an emotional disturbance to threaten Kit's chances of recovery. For Jessie Calvert intends to do everything she can to create trouble for her stepdaughter. Already, Judge Willoughby, in whose court Kit perjured herself a few months ago, has been informed of Kit's presence in Huntsville. The machinery is in motion which may convict her if her mental condition allows her to be tried.